can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy! Hello everyone, you're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory and we are a pop culture podcast. That's not like other podcasts. We talk about culture and we also change culture. You know, just girly things. Um, I hope you guys like that new intro. Let me know. Um, I don't know, going back and forth with that. Um, have not talked to everyone and it's been like two weeks since uh, we all put an episode out. So, hello. Sorry it's been so long. As you, if you follow my personal, you know that I have been Trey Bizet. Um, But back to regularly scheduled programming, um, Tuesday and Saturday episodes. Um, Tuesday, most times, Saturdays, every week. So, you're listening to this on Tuesday. I'm actually recording this on a Sunday. Um, and you're listening to this on a Tuesday. I want to talk about a couple of things because we have not been able to um, do TCAP. So I haven't been able to like, you know, bring in announcements and things like that. So I'm going to do that real quick. And then we're going to get into the topic. You guys see the title of today's episode. So you already know what I'm talking about this week. But okay, so a couple of announcements. Do not forget we are collecting um, money for pads and tampons. Um, ideally I'd like to go ahead and see how much we can do for the whole month of September. The goal is $250. Donating $5 here and there, um, really, really, really helps. Um, and what we're doing is we're donating the money. I'm going to go pick up organic. I'm going to try to stick with organic. We had Macy who owns Garnu, which is an organic tampon company, talk about why organic is important. And I really, you know, I want to be better. If we're going to help these girls, if we're going to donate something, I want it to be something good and healthy for them. Um, and we're doing that. And that goal is to stock their school's nurse's office. So they'll have all of their pads and tampons that they need for the whole year. Um, so girls will not have to interrupt their learning or anything like that throughout the, um, for, uh, for the school year, they won't have to interrupt it because they have their period and things like that. We also talked to, did an episode with Olivia about period poverty. If you want to look back at that, I don't know what episode that is, but if you scroll, you'll be able to see it. It's titled period poverty. Um, so we're collecting money on that. I believe we are at $70 right now. Let's try to get to 250 by the end of September. So if you cannot um, donate, also to helping um, would be, helping would be, it will be helpful to <laughs> um, share the link. Share the link with all of your friends. You just hop on um, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. The link is everywhere. I'm going to have it in the show notes as well. That's one thing. Second thing is um, we are back with um, movie recaps for Oops! Spoilers. This week, I was like, I'm going to see Don't Worry Darling. Um, 
yeah, it's called Don't Yeah, Don't Worry Darling. There's been so much buzz. You guys saw Spitgate and everything, uh, a Miss Flow, all that stuff. Well, honestly, I was going to see it anyway because I love a good thriller. But with all the drama, I'm like, okay, I must see this movie. I must see what the whole hype is. And apparently, like, um, Olivia Wilde is the director, which is crazy because a lot of women aren't directors. And they typically do indie movies, but this isn't an indie movie. I heard that on a podcast somewhere, so... Hopefully that's the truth. Anyway, I'm going to be reviewing that. Oops, spoilers. So the episode of Oops, spoilers is going to come out um, on Wednesday. Today's episode, those are the girls. Tomorrow, you'll hear Oops, spoilers. Friday is another new episode of Divers in the Grease. Divers in the Grease is so good. I hope you guys are listening. I'm really enjoying it. Victoria is such a great interviewer. Um, Some of these, some, all of these women's um, stories are just my goodness, they're really, they're good. Um, and it's so perfect because right now we're at this time where a lot of things are kind of up in the air. There's a lot of states and we're going to talk about it because this is a good segue really into, um, what I want to be talking about today. Um, there's a lot of states that are kind of up in the air and people really don't know, um, what they are doing, what rights they have when it comes to abortion, and they don't know if they're able to do it in the sense of are people are not sure if they're able to even take care of a child. And I think shows like Diapers and Degrees, uh, not to brag because it's on the greatest uh, media network in the world, but um, shows like Diapers and Degrees I mean, it's what people need to hear. So make sure you check it out. You listen to it. There's going to be a link to it. Um, I'll make sure I I link it in the show notes as well. Because I want you guys to listen. I want you guys to learn something. I want you guys um, to share it. Share it with girls who who end up having unplanned pregnancies and really just need... um, Who just need love and who need... um, who need encouragement. Encouragement. Yeah. I think that's the perfect word. I think it's a really good encouraging something to just remind you and help you to understand like you can do it. You can. Anyway, those are the shows that are coming out this week. You guys check it out. TCAP will be out Saturday. I'm actually going to be um, in Atlanta this weekend. You know me just a uh, busy, busy, be busy, 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 dizzy. Um, I'm be a busy bee. So this weekend I'm gonna be in Atlanta um for another pro life event. I'll talk more about that probably on next Tuesday's episode, really. Um, but yes, um, we will have a weekly tea cap. So this is gonna be this week. It is a full packed um those are the girls media um listing. Okay, I think those are all the announcements. Um, if you really enjoy the show and you want to see it grow more, um, if you want to see more shows on the uh, media network or anything like that, you can also join our Patreon, though patreon.com slash those are the girls. Also, too, if you have a show idea, um, you can submit it and I'll take a look at it. Myself and some others on the board will take a look at it. Okay, uh, I guess that's it. So I'll get into it. So this weekend, I had the absolute honor to speak at the um, South Carolina Life Conference, as well as be on a a panel titled Making the Most Out of Your Social Media. I believe that was the title of the panel. 
but it was about social media. And it was for the South Carolina Life Conference put on by A Moment of Hope, which is an amazing organization um, that works in South Carolina. They have a, um, a, a ultrasound bus that they take places. They do sidewalk advocacy. They help um, coordinate and point people to what is the best option for them, be it um, raising their child or adoption and things like that. I want to say that this conference, and I'm not saying this just because I was a part of it. I'm saying this because I've, I really enjoyed it. I'm saying this because it's the truth. I think every state should have something like this because right now, as we know, the conversation, the fight has been brought to the states. You know, they're throwing things out there to codify Roe, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's anything we should be concerned about now. You know, I might change my mind by the time we hear the weekly TCAP, there's some more developments. But right now, I don't really see that being a big issue. I don't think that's, I think that's just talk. I think that's, it's all a political strategy. I'm going to talk two seconds about this. And then I'm going to get off the high, my, my soapbox, must say my high horse, and not a high horse, my soapbox, I'm going to get off my soapbox. And then I'm going to talk more about the conference. I think right now, we should all be paying attention. And hopefully we can all see what is going on with a lot of this stuff. Um, that is a lot of these people running for office are using manipulation tactics. They know that women are, we're all talking about it. We're everybody's talking about abortion, whether you're into politics or not, which a reminder, um, the issue of life is not a political issue. It is a human rights issue that has been politicized. So that's, that's one thing. Um, but they're using this issue because everybody is talking about it, because everybody is discussing it. They're using it as a political pawn. They want us to be stressed over it. They want to manipulate specifically women to vote in a specific way. They want to put this Roe v. Wade decision, um, to put that, um, to make bills and things like that. In regards to that, Roe v. Wade and abortion and codifying all these, using all these words, doing all these things so that they can say, oh, you see this person I'm running against, they didn't vote for it. Hmm, you to, you sure you want them to represent you? When In reality, here's something that I heard some pro-choicers say, pro-aborts, that I'm like, you, good point. In reality, if they really wanted to, they would have already codified Roe. Let's be real. They have had control. They have had people to be able to do that in the past, what, before uh, Obama, eight years, he could have done it. Um, Joe, the last two years, they could have done it, but they chose not to. Why? Because they're trying to do things political. They're trying to manipulate women. And that's where we come in. That's where we come in and we are speaking the truth, trying to help people to understand that abortion is not necessary. We don't need it. It is not something that uh, women should be fighting for. It is murder. And we have alternatives to abortion. There are so many other things you can do um, aside from an abortion. Before it even gets to that place, there's a lot of other things that can be done. A lot of things that can take place that you won't have to um, be concerned about before it even gets to the need for an abortion. Uh, <laughs> let me back up. Before it gets to the desire to have an abortion, you know, no one ever needs an abortion. Okay, so that's just something I want to say. I just 
I want everybody to notice that. Notice the tactics. Notice how they're trying to use this election, the 2022 midterms. And then lastly, I want to tell you guys, vote. Especially if you're listening to this and you live in North Carolina, you need to vote. You need to vote. Whether Ted Budd is your favorite char- character, <laughs> I mean, we are in a play pretty much. It feels like we're in a movie. Um, whether Ted Budd is your favorite politician or not, you need to vote. You need to vote. Okay, that's enough about voting. Um, what I really enjoyed about that conference was they brought in um, different organizations that are all part of the pro-life network um, together. They brought them together and they had like a meeting. It was an introduction, a, a way to talk to us about how we are going to work together to navigate now that we are in a post-Royal America. Um, South Carolina, um, they are fighting their, uh, there's a heartbeat bill. If you guys read the blog that was posted yesterday by Jessica, she kind of explains what's going on in South Carolina. They had a heartbeat bill is paused right now, or at least as of this time that I'm recording it, it's paused. Uh, it might not be by the time you listen to this, but it's paused right now. And they were going to completely abolish abortion, which as a North Carolinian, I was like, okay, whew, okay. So it's abolished in South Carolina. Great the amazing people in South Carolina that are working so hard, come on over to North Carolina. We need your help. Um, but now they're still fighting where they are. So <laughs> there's that. Um, so they, all of these organizations though have come together to work together. And that's really how we're going to um, fight this thing. And that's also too, like, this is the body. This is as Christians, this is what we're supposed to be doing, working together, um, working for the orphan, the widow, the poor. Um, This is that, this is us coming together to help. So I have some of the, let me see. I, I have some of the things that we talked about. Um, that were just really interesting. Um, there was there we. I got to take a tour of um, an ultrasound bus, which I had never been on an ultrasound bus before. And I will post the tour on the Instagram page, and I will also post it on the YouTube as well. Um, but it was really cool to see like all that goes in there and what ultrasound buses are. Is there buses that have an ultrasound machine and a lot of them are parked outside of Planned Parenthood's and abortion facilities and people are able to go in there and it's quick um and doctors only only a doctor can give you an ultrasound so doctors are on there uh doctors and nurses are on there that can help mothers meet them where they are um there's a lot of barriers they work really hard that was one of the people was talking about some of the things that they have put in place um, to stop pro-lifers um, that are sidewalk advocacy outside of the Planned Parenthood. They, I mean, if you've never been sidewalk advocacy, that sounds really weird. I guess sidewalk counseling. I have a friend who says it's not counseling and she doesn't like when people call it counseling because um, she's like, it's not really, you're not actually counseling, you're being an advocate. Um, so I feel weird calling it sidewalk counseling because she's just like, she before the very good argument to call it sidewalk advocacy. Anyway, when you're on the sidewalk, if you've never been on the sidewalk before, I would uh, suggest going at least once just to see how it is and to get a different perspective of what goes on. Um, and, you know, pick the group that you want to go with. There's groups that are going to be praying. There's groups that are 
you know, offering resources that bring the blessing bags and walk right on up to help. And there's groups that um, are kind of, you know, yelling and things like that. Um, But um, you pick whatever group you want to go with. And I would suggest that you go see it just to see how it is. And there's a lot of barriers that a lot of the pro aborts have been putting up to um, block people, rock pro pro lifers from, um, from, you know, doing their advocacy. So I don't know who created the idea, but ultrasound buses, um, was a, a amazing solution. So there are people at many, many pregnancy resource centers or different organizations have them all across the country. I was just like looking into them. They're really cool. Um, and they had one parked outside and I got to take a tour. It's awesome great idea. And I think it's very effective as well. And that's what we also need. We need to make sure we're being effective. Um, so yeah, so that was, um, one of the things that happened. Um, we got to hear from an OBGYN as well as a lawyer kind of just talking about like, how is it in these worlds navigating, um, this overturning of Roe? What are some things that, um, we should be looking at? And that was very interesting. We also, there were some high school and college students kind of talking about like, how is the temperature on campus? How is it being a high schooler? And one thing that I find very interesting and not this guy, uh, and he said he's going to go to law school after college, after college, I believe he said, well, I guess you can only go after college. You have to have an undergrad degree. (laughs) Um, you know, unless you fake it, shout out to Jeff. (laughs) If you know, you know, um, and he said that, at his high school, he said, high schoolers do not care about politics. They do not want to talk about politics. Politics, and he kept hammering, like, politics are not something high schools want to talk about. And then he said, but abortion, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about abortion. Um, you, Everybody has an opinion. It is a hot topic on campus. So I found that very interesting. And he also said my line, I mean, you know, never met him before, so he didn't steal it from me. But, you know, he said the thing about how abortion is not a political um, it's not political, it's human rights. So it's the one thing that is like the outlier. It's like the thing that, um, it's like the thing that people, the thing that people don't talk about that don't want to talk about it. People who never have an opinion on anything have an opinion on abortion. So we got to hear from them, which was very interesting because like I said, cause like, I don't, I'm not in college right now. I don't know. I'm not in high school either right now. So I don't know um, what's going on. So it's just very interesting uh, listening to them on that. Um, let's, let me think who else. So, oh, there was also maternity homes there, which I absolutely love the idea of maternity homes. I don't know much about them. I, um, there is one at Belmont Abbey and they also end up being able to get tuition free school um obviously you know there's things that they have to go through and um steps they have to take to be able to do all of that but I think that's pretty cool and there was a couple there was multiple maternity homes there and I got to talk to some of them and I'm really going to try those are the girls specifically just want to try to see how we can help what we can do for the girls there we can do some wish lists maybe we can um uh I don't know if you guys have ideas, uh, email them to me, uh, message me or something like that. Get in contact with me either way. Some ideas of what we can do to help some of these maternity homes. I think 
that they're really good and important. One of the ladies, um, she was like tearing up and like I was tearing up. If you know me, it takes nothing for me to cry. So I was tearing up and I hope I don't tear up as I talk about it. But she was saying how some one of the girls or two of the girls were in the home and, you know, they finally were settled in and everything. And they said that they maternity means that they're pregnant, by the way. So just FYI, they're pregnant during this. And they said that they had never felt love before until they were able to get into this home until these strangers like took care of them and loved them they had never felt love before and when you think about it these are girls who they didn't say the age um but she said the youngest they've ever taken in was 13 so these are girls at the very least that have lived their lives 13 years i feel as if they've never been loved by their parents and also too what's so so sad is they're pregnant by someone they're realizing didn't even love them and that to me is just that's heartbreaking um and another girl um called home and told her mother that she felt safer at the maternity home than she did with her own mother and things like oh gosh it's just so sad um and they need our help because of things like that because they're working with girls that have these other things and here's the other thing too if you're 13 14 pregnant and you can't live at home there's the reality is there's other things going on in your life there are other issues that need to be addressed that um a maternity home I think is a good place for them to be addressed if they're equipped you know with a therapist with well honestly the first thing I think of is a therapy <laughs> I think that those girls should definitely see therapy uh with someone spiritually guiding them um a woman who is spiritually sound you know helping them truly discover their relationship with God um so yeah so I really want us as those are the girls to help you guys have any ideas what we can do i'm also going to try to have uh i met so many people there that traded business cards to try to get them on the show so they can talk about their organization as well as we can see how we can help them um so yeah so the maternity home was fantastic i talked with this amazing woman um she was with uh restored life which is a a um branch of love life and what she slash they do is work with women who have had abortions and work with them healing and I was talking to her and a couple other ladies about what's going on in churches when it comes to abortion how people are kind of just like not really saying anything uh churches are kind of either being silent or well at this point they're either very silent about it or very vocal about um their stance on it and just talking about that and we were saying that like there's women who are and the main reason people don't churches don't want to do it is because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings which i think is not necessarily a bad thing i think wanting to have compassion wanting to um love someone um she was saying how there was a pastor said he was hesitant because these women are already traumatized he didn't want to re-traumatize them understandable But there's women who are in the congregation, like you said, that have gone through that, but they don't know that once they repent, God loves them. They don't know that um, once they've asked for forgiveness, once they've turned, repentant means to turn away, once they have turned from that sin, God loves them. Like God isn't mad at them, but they don't know that because they're not talking about that and they're not able to heal. They're having, they're holding all of this in their hearts 
because they haven't been able to heal. So it's really important for pastors to talk about it. And Restored Life even has resources um, for your pastor to talk about it. They have someone who can connect to you if you would like to, if you yourself have been um, healed from an abortion um, and you want to start a Bible study at your church, they have resources for that. And I think that's amazing. I think that's also something that every church should have. Every church should have an abortion recovery um, like person. Um, every church should have, honestly, every church should have um, an Embrace Grace or slash Embrace Grace pro like program. In other words, a program for mothers who um, are pregnant um, that have experienced unplanned pregnancies or are pregnant in general. As I'm saying that, because I've been to small churches where I don't think anyone has been had an unplanned pregnancy. So I don't know if they would need one, but I think that a lot of the stuff could be just like a a thing for pregnant women in general, I think would be good because so women who have had planned and unplanned pregnancies, I don't now that I think about I don't even know if it would be good to separate them. Why not just have something for pregnant women? It's a program every semester. You go through a Bible study together, you talk about things, you have a baby shower. Even if this woman is like you know, in a very healthy, loving relationship, I feel like maybe she should still get help from her church or, you know, have that like Bible study with her church or something. Now that I think about it, I think it'd be good for all churches just to have it for everyone that's pregnant. And then, you know, if there are some people who are experiencing like an unplanned pregnancy and there's other separate issues, you know, they can have the women's, um, ministry director can be equipped to how to help her something like that (laughs) look at me trying to um not how does the saying go (laughs) not me trying to organize a church um but yeah if you're listening if you're a woman's ministry director pastor whatever you want to call yourself um I think you should try to be equipped on how to handle not handle how to help women who experience unplanned pregnancies so uh, just a tip from those little girls so um we heard from those people and talk social media with some people who um are running pregnancy resource centers you guys if you um are trying to figure out how to get involved with your local pregnancy resource center maybe reach out and ask if they need help social media wise if you're into social media if you're not you know Use another skill you have. But seriously, reach out to your pregnancy resource centers. I'm sure they um, need help. I'm sure that they, not in like a rude way, but I'm sure they like could use help. Maybe not need help. I'm sure they could use help. And, um, you know, they're not funded by the government. So they don't have all these other things that Planned Parenthood has. They don't have the same reach. And what I desire is just how I keep getting these ads from Planned Parenthood because there's a very, 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 very important race. Was going to be incredibly close, um, happening in Charlotte, and I guess because of my zip code, I keep getting these ads from Planned Parenthood. I'm like, why do I keep getting these ads from Planned Parenthood? Stop showing me! I will not vote for this person. Like, <laughs> you t- or I'm going to vote for this person. You telling me that she might um, ban abortion in North Carolina? Great! I will be voting for her. Fantastic news! Glad to hear. Um, you're gonna have to vote for her anyway. I was gonna vote for her either way 
wonderful woman, hardworking Cheryl Russo. Shout out to you. Great woman. Um, very hardworking. She truly does care. Um, she's leaving a wonderful, successful career to go and let and say I'm gonna say this, then I'm gonna get back on topic. So our local politicians, I don't know if you guys know this, they don't make money. When you work for your state government, you do not make money. Um, I want to say in North Carolina, their salary is like $14,000 a year. You're going to your state house or your state senate because you care. You're going because you actually want to make a difference. Um, I'm not saying that those who are going to like the U.S. Congress don't care and they don't want to make a difference. Uh, what I am saying is if you're going to your state house, state senate, you're trying to make a difference. Um, so that's just something to remember and consider and to think about those people, because a lot of times they, uh, people forget about them, their elections, their, everybody's having elections this, um, midterm, November, November 8th, 2022. Okay. So what else? Who else was there? Oh, I spoke with this lady who talked about birth control. And if you guys know, we are anti-birth control in this podcast. Um, we do not think that it is necessary. It harms women. Birth control, hormonal birth control harms women. You can go back. We have a birth control episode and we talk a little bit about it in our period. Um, all about the periods episode back in March. You just got to scroll. You'll find it. Um, and I honestly am going to have her or someone else from her organization on the podcast talk even more in depth about it. Um, and to talk more she and I actually talked and she gave me like this little packet of like research she had done. She had typed up and she didn't know why she brought it, but then she gave it to me. So I'm like, Oh, praise God. Um, and she like the pack is very interesting and I don't necessarily want to like read the packet, like regurgitate the information because that's not necessarily what I want to do, but let me pull this up. Let's see here. Oh, and she talked about all the different ways of, um, cause there's only, the thing is you guys, it's only a couple days out of the month that we can get pregnant as women. And if you don't want to get pregnant, just don't have sex during those days. But we've been told, especially because of birth control, we've been told, I mean, you have sex any in one time. So good luck. So, so that's how they market it. And that's just not the truth. But we're not taught this. But she gave me um, this packet of like really good information. Um, and it's titled Bible Concepts Versus Passages and inferences relating to artificial birth control and natural family planning. Um, so it's like, oh, it's really good information and all these verses. I mean, it's verses on verses about how we're supposed to go about this. Um, so yeah, so I really want to have her talk more about it. Um, let me think what else. I think that's kind of just like the gist of the conference. I think that if you are, if your state has something like this, I would really get involved because more than anything, you're going to hear about different, um, pro-life organizations and you're going to hear about how different, like what different pro-life organizations are doing in your state and how you can get involved and also just being aware of what's going on. I think that a lot of times, um, pro-lifers are excited. They want to help, but they just don't know where to start. 
and I get a lot of messages, people asking me questions about like where to start, how to do it. Things like this are really good. You'll meet new people. You'll be able to look at organizations, figure out like, where do you want to help? Where do you want to serve? Um, what organization you think that you can put some time and energy into? You don't have to do all, you know, all 20 something. I think there was 20 there. You don't have to put your time and energy to all 20 of them. You don't have to donate to all 20 of them. Um, just find one or two or even one if you just don't or if you don't have the time or the money, just find at least one and decide, okay, this is how I'm going to help. This is what I'm going to do. And that is how we're going to do it. If we all did it, all of us pro-lifers in our states, if we all did something like that, we could really make a difference. Um, So yeah, that is the recap, I guess, of the South Carolina um, Life Conference. I'm excited for next year. I want to do one in North Carolina really badly. Um, So if you live in North Carolina and that's something you'd be interested in, let me know. I'm trying to think of anything else. If you enjoy this episode, make sure that you like, rate, review, subscribe, wherever, however you listen. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and that you like it. And if you're a girl, please comment. A lot of times we're getting comments from random guys. This is a female-oriented podcast. No shade to the men that listen. We appreciate you. But this is a female-oriented podcast, so I am confused why so many guys are listening um but if you're a woman please like review comment once again nothing against men but we're here for the ladies this is for the girlies um if you are listening on apple podcast please make sure you leave a five star review five stars um and if you can leave a comment if you enjoy the podcast seriously if you leave a review I'm sorry, five-star rating and a review. If you enjoyed this episode and previous episodes, and if you think you're going to enjoy the episodes in the future, please leave a review. It really helps. If you're listening on Spotify, please make sure you follow and you can rate it. And then um, if there is a way to interact in previous episodes, please make sure you interact. Some of them you can um, enter polls or you can leave comments, things like that. That would be fabulous. I'm trying to think of anything else. I guess that's it. Thank you everyone for listening and see you on those are the girls podcast on Saturday. Bye. Thank you for listening to those other girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like comment and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at thoseothergirlspodcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.